0: hi diddly ho neighborinos damn it i did that last week was it Leaving last it week in. yeah i think that was last week or a month ago it's on <laughs> it all weeks together time is a construct if you blink you'll miss it and your life will be over welcome hey better spend it the right way with this podcast yeah boy welcome to only stupid answers the best thing podcast you can put your ears in to. yes that's how you it's, that's what it says on the tin and that's what you get talk about movies yes tv shows yes video games yes comic books yes and we talk about winona our studio dog. She's not waking up at she, all. Yeah, she
1: is sound asleep. To the you're pointing your the mic interface and she is not budging. She doesn't give it a two poops
0: about that. But uh, yeah, it's hosted by your pal Sam and DJ. Yes. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I'm DJ. That's Sam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's me over here. I'm Sam. You can probably tell by the sound most Sams make. I make that sound. Welcome. The, can you make the sound for us? <laughs> Sound like the startup sound for like a PC. <laughs> 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 That's the shutdown sound for old PCs. Anyways, classic. Well, what's your favorite computer noise? Let us know in the chat <laughs> down below. Write it out. That way we can understand it. Today, gang, we're we'll be talking about comic book stuff. What? What? No way. When, Not a Way in the world? When? Yeah, because I've been for a while now. I've been
1: wanting to talk about. Um, all the spider-man i mean we talked about it when the spider-man wasn't happening mm-hmm. and then when it did happen we mentioned it yeah and so but now it's time to figure out because it's a unique situation going on with tom holland spider-man and the mcu but before we dive into that mm-hmm. we'd like to start a future episode of talking about what we're into this week this week mm-hmm. you have something locked and loaded i do have something locked and loaded because over the over the thanksgiving break or whatever uh, breaks are meaningless mm-hmm. <laughs> time's of <laughs> <a> construct yeah <laughs> um I watched um The Irishman. Mm. uh uh good old Marty Scorsese. Who's Irish? The man. Which one? The, uh uh Robert De Niro's character. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Where does the uh, movie go from there? Go <laughs> go on. On so I've I made I packed with myself because I I loved the Ballad of Buster Scruggs and I was disappointed to find out that that had been in theaters and I could have watched it in theaters and I did I waited and saw it on Netflix and I was like I should try and make a concerted effort to go see movies in the theaters and so Martin Scorsese is coming out with a new movie called The Irishman and I'm like I should see that in theaters and then I saw it was three and a half hours and I'm like I'll wait till it's on Netflix mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah so um so it dropped on Thanksgiving and so I checked it out and surprise like all the reviews said it's very good. If you're a fan of Goodfellas or Casino or um, Wolf on Wall Street, um, all of those classic Warren Scorsese films, uh, you'll be a fan of this as well because this is him returning after like a long hiatus, him returning to the gangster genre. Um, and it's with a murderer's row of classic gangster film actors, uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci have both worked with um, Martin Scorsese before, but this is the first time Al Pacino's actually been in a um, a Martin Scorsese movie. Oh, cool! Yeah, so it's it, which is one of those weird things and he's to think
0: about. Playing Al Capone, correct? No, ah.
1: no, no. He's playing Jimmy Hoffa.
0: Thank you, yeah, the other guy. Jimmy, yeah, yeah.
1: He's playing Jimmy Hoffa, uh, and he's great in the role. And so this is all based off of uh, the book. I heard you paint houses, confusingly when the title card comes up for this movie called the Irishman, it says, I heard you paint houses. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the movie, it says, I heard you paint houses. And then the title card for the Irishman comes up. So it's like, did, was there like a mandate to call it the Irishman, but smart where still wanted to be called. I heard you paint houses. Uh-huh. Like what, what, where was the disconnect here? But uh, it's based off a book um, uh, um, written by, I want to say the author's name was Charles Brandt, but it's based off the story of Frank Sheeran who um, was a union leader. And according to Frank Sheeran, he is also responsible to for several of the most notorious gang killings in the history of America.
0: And I'm guessing that's Robert De Niro's character? Yes,
1: that is Robert De Niro's character.
0: I will say there's a
1: uh, pretty well put together Slate article that I tweeted out at DJ Talks Trash uh, that's basically like... Uh, uh, Frankenstein story is probably bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, because it'd be like I found Bigfoot and also I found the Loch, Mon- Loch Ness monster, but you never knew about it because mm-hmm. I'm, um, I'm that good. Because uh, I'm that good. But ultimately, I think its factual basis is kind of irrelevant because what this is more because somebody did those things. Uh, it wasn't probably wasn't the same person. Uh, there's two. There's two specific. Um, uh, murders. One is the disappearance of, uh, Jimmy Hoffa, which is, I don't, I don't know if this was a thing when you were growing up. I remember when I was a kid, like people, finding him. people yeah. would make jokes about
0: finding Jimmy Hoffa. And it's just, Ace Ventura has a pretty popular one. So I asked my parents what that meant. Was yeah. Yeah. Kid.
1: So, yeah. so, um, uh, and he was, this movie does a good job of illustrating the fact that like Jimmy Hoffa was a big deal when he was alive. And so his disappearance obviously was, was a pretty big deal. Um, and there's another notorious, um, uh gangland um killing and I can't remember that guy's name off the top of my head about this this other guy that's in the movie. And so those are the two big ones. Um but somebody did those things. And so what this movie's more about is kind of the hollowness of criminality of like it, because we start the movie with Frank Sheeran in an old person's home, like 80 Uh, and it's him telling a story, and then we cut back to that. And he's alone, and he doesn't really feel sad about the stuff he did because he doesn't really feel anything. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like... I was reading some reviews that pointed out, like, yeah, nobody's going to be putting Frank Sheeran's poster on their wall because he's like the cool gangster guy. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like, oh, this was kind of sad and pointless, and you don't have any friends or family that give a shit about you or any of that stuff. And so it doesn't matter whether it was actually Frank Sheeran or not. That idea of... The people that live in this world and live these lives, it's supposed to be like glamorous or exciting or you want to feel powerful or important. And at the end of the day, you're just another footnote in in history if anybody thinks about you at all. Like this movie has to start reminding its audience who Jimmy Hoffa is. Mm-hmm. even though he was huge back I, when he was I, alive, but totally candid. I don't know That's, what he is. Mob I, boss? Exactly. That's, he wasn't even a mob boss. He was. Oh, then he I was a, no a. Yeah, he was a union leader. He was one of the, uh. Uh, the one of the the teamsters. Of one of the biggest unions uh, in the country. So he was incredibly powerful. He went to prison um, for jury tampering, um, and he tried to get his position back um, as head of the union when he got out of prison, which went against what the mob wanted, and then he vanished um but like the and the fact that the movie has to remind you kind of points out like yeah for as powerful as all this criminality like it doesn't matter it doesn't mean anything and that's and that's what the movie's about mm-hmm. so whether frank Sheeran's bit and all this and how much he fabricated probably fabricated of his story is irrelevant to the story that this movie's telling which is a, a kind of like a eulogy to crime movies and to and it'll it's, it's being talked about, whether it is or not, it's being talked about as this is like Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and Joe Pesci and Harvey Keitel's in it, Brie Romanos in it, Bobby Cannavale. um I Bobby Cannaval. Uh The it this is kind of like probably not Bobby Cannavale; he's pretty young. But this is kind of like their goodbye to crime movies. And mm-hmm. if it is, it's a good one because it is. It, it's a chunky three and a half hours, but it moves. It it really it didn't feel like three and a half hours when I was
0: watching because I was ready for like well I mean like uh, uh, like here uh, we go this year the other three hour chunker was Avengers Endgame yeah but that one flew by for me yeah but but
1: that also has the big spectacle everybody and your mom is in the movie and the explosion she was the most expensive person she was the most surprisingly um, and, and I guess as far as gangster movies go this is the same thing because it's mm-hmm. like everybody you've ever seen in a gangster movie is in this movie what if that's how
0: he pitched it, it was like Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. but, but for gangsters yeah <laughs> um, well, now we're gonna do it for cowboys next
1: and what's really cool is um, uh, that. Marta says he, uh, he just did an interview with Jimmy Kimmel. He just turned seventy-seven, but he still directs like he's a young, like the energy and the and the dynamic. Like because you've seen Wolf on Wall Street, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't feel like a movie made by an old man. No, it feels <laughs> and, like
0: someone who he probably lived a lot of that. Yeah,
1: he and he is he's an older man, but like the the this movie, it, it's energetic. It's 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 directing is muscular. Um, the interactions are good. Uh, Joe Pesci has been on a prolonged. Retirement, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, and he's coming back for this, and he's he's really great. So it's like if you want a more uh, mature, um, so just something change of pace. Like if you want, like Twenty One Bridges is different than superhero movies. Whatever, this is better than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like this is a better this is a better movie than that. So if you're if you're looking to like uh, uh, sit down with kind of a a, a meteor movie over the holiday season I think the Irishman's a really good
0: one why because so it's been mentioned I forgot if we mentioned it on this or if we were talking about it off camera but that this film didn't want to be it didn't want to be produced or created by other studios but Netflix said yes to it mm-hmm. did you get a vibe of why
1: I think part of it was um, I think it might have been a variety of reasons but I think currently because it was supposed to be made a while ago I think the book came out in 2004 which from what I understand is around the time when Robert De Niro it came on his radar and he's the one that kind of like put it all together. Um, but it got pushed back because Martin Scorsese wanted to direct other movies. Et cetera, et cetera. And now the price tag, I think it was $160 million. And the price tag was pretty high because of the de-aging te- technology. Because I'm going to guess it's
0: its pretty, it's in a good chunk of the movie.
1: Yeah. Um, I think a majority of this movie takes place when these characters are in their late 40s to early 60s around mm-hmm. that time frame and all of them are in their late 70s early 80s like they're, <laughs> yeah. they're they're older guys and so it, it, it's weird to see normally you think the aging technology it's like we're taking kurt russell back to like young kurt russell like this one we're taking old men to slightly older slightly younger men like in their yeah. 50s you know it's what i mean
0: like uh, when they de-aged um finn wolfhard for it chapter two it's like just a little bit they did Oh, well, he Puberty hit him yeah. like a ton of bricks, so uh, he's taller and he looks different. He just looks yeah, different. Good for them. Good for but them, because I didn't it even is, notice. No, yeah. me neither. But they, if you look at it now, he, he just has a baby, more baby face. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's like it's not it's not like they're they're crazy. There is one flashback to when it's Frank Sheeran is <laughs> supposed to be in uh, World War II, and he's obviously supposed to be significantly younger then. And it, and it does have the same situation as um, uh, Nick Fury and, uh, Samuel L. Jackson in Samuel Jackson and Captain Marvel, where it's like, but you still move like an old person. Like you're still like, you're not, you're not springing around like you're, but I, I, I do think part of that feeds into, we're seeing this guy tell the story. So it's like when you remember something, you know, a little bit of the present you is in that memory now, you know what I mean? So it makes, it kind of works in that way. Uh That, that kind of um disconnect between, they're supposed to be younger, but they still kind of move like they're older. Like it, it kind of works, you know? And um it's, it's cool. It's just cool to see like Martin Scorsese in this mode. Like I, I love Goodfellas. The Departed is one of my favorite movies. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting. It's just a cool. It, it, but it is a bummer that like, God bless Netflix because a lot of the movies we see at Fantastic Fest are produced by Netflix. And um, My
0: Name is one of my favorite movies of the year.
1: Yeah, and that's a Netflix feature and and, and widely praised. That movie is is Thank very God. is is being very well received. And it's so it's a But you also kind of want it to be like a movie. Like you kind of want it to be an event in theaters. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, And movies like this don't get – like it used to be Martin Scorsese movies were events. Like it's very rare now. Like um, Quentin Tarantino still does that with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Ford v. Ferrari, which we talked about a little bit. Like it's not an event, but like theatrical release, it's being well received. It's Mm -hmm. doing – It's from what I understand, it's doing uh, better than expected in the box office, which is really cool. Um, But you think like – you couldn't get people to make this like you mm-hmm. couldn't but netflix did and and you can check it out like literally right now like the second you're done listening to the podcast you can check it out and i recommend it
0: mm-hmm. yeah do you think i know the buster Scruggs got uh split up into episode episodes correct no it's it's uh it it,
1: it, i think there was talk of it being maybe a series or whatever but it's just one it's an anthology film like one whole film
0: in which quentin tarantino's hateful eight got split yes. up into episodic yeah installments and there
1: is uh there's either talk about doing that with once upon a time in hollywood or i think it's going to hit theaters with an extended cut oh good
0: (laughs) or you mean streaming services or going to be i I think
1: i think it either will hit streaming services or be re-released as an extended cut um that's cool which will be interesting because i know like watching the trailers there's definitely a lot of stuff that did not make it into the movie which is crazy to think about.
0: does Quentin Tarantino do extended cuts? I know he, uh,
1: he, well, when hateful eight came out, there was the roadshow version that was a longer, a longer cut. Okay. Um, which, uh, I enjoyed. Um, kill bill was so long, it became two movies. <laughs> um, Django and Uh, he made a comic that was his original script and that filled six issues. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see but i mean this one I, in some ways it's kind of good that it's on a streaming platform because it is
0: it's a lot yeah it's a lot, three and a half hour, like danny m mentions that de, de niro's narrating was an interesting framing device also he said it was uh it's uh so good and it is so long yeah yeah
1: i i and that's a framing device that was used for um, both goodfellas and casino which are also based off books with books more reputable books than <laughs> um, than uh than i heard you paint houses um so it's it's one he's used before it does feel like a callback to and honestly i think that'd be the only ding i'd put against it is that it it's it's like comfort food in that it's so reminiscent of like goodfellas and casino and stuff like that it it's is not like the, oh we're reinventing the wheel here you know what i mean how's the de-aging look it's fine i mean de-aging you know what? actually honestly i thought it was really effective mm-hmm. i was i was and again it helped um it it helped that it's not like we're making them uh, 25 year olds you know what i mean they're yeah, still just supposed slightly to be, younger they're still supposed to be older guys i will say because there's there's a lot of jumping around in the timeline it took me a while to get used to like okay when's when's this happening as opposed to other things like what how does but but about the middle point i got like okay this is happening around this time this is happening around this time mm. this happens this is happening around this time
0: um because i wanted to mention oh on the poster yeah Joe Pesci's face is touched up, obviously. Well, it's
1: interesting because Joe Pesci is playing a character that is older than Robert De Niro's character.
0: When he's de-aged.
1: Yeah, so so he is he's consistently, throughout the movie, supposed to be older than Robert De, De Niro.
0: It, it's just that in the poster for The Irishman, his eye line mm-hmm. is super weird in his glasses. And Interesting. It may, if it, look, it blow up, it's that yeah. specific poster. Something about it, It's. I try to see if it's like, is it my eyes tricking me? But look at Joe Pesci's eyes. Yeah. And it's the flattening out on the lens mm-hmm. that makes it look weird. This is so not a real criticism of anything in the movie or even the de-aging technology or, I guess, making him look older. Yeah. Something about it just... Make, it doesn't give me faith in how the VFX look, but I if you're saying it was, it's good and I've yeah, heard I good thought it was, things, I thought it was. I thought it was really effective. Yeah, uh, it's something that I I might check out. I got a long plane line, plane ride coming up soon, so that might I be a good way to. I think it's perfect for that to chew through that. Uh, and you're been, not like
1: me; I, uh, uh,
0: I like to watch trash movies on the plane. <laughs> uh, and but also be can totally candid; like this movie's not like super exciting me. So it's like,
1: uh, what is your experience with like gangster movies? I like gangster movies. Yeah, just, what are some of your? What are some? Do you have any like go home alone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Pesci's in that. Joe Pesci's in it's that. It's good to see something like this because it's a reminder of like, oh man, I. I don't know why. In my mind, when I think of like great actors, Joe Pesci's like not in there, but yeah. it's like he's really
0: good. Mm-hmm. I mainly think of Lethal Weapon and Call yeah, Alone, he's so. really funny
1: because that's normally he's like the comedy guy. Yeah, you know and, what I mean?
0: And he's in the first Die Hard, right? Or am I am I getting stuff mixed up? No, he's not. He's not in the first Die Hard. He's not like a small part. No, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I got this pulled up real quick. Uh, but I'll check. I think you're right. But um, wait, wait. Name some name some crime movies.
1: Uh, you got Goodfellas. You got The Godfather. Um, you got the... Uh, ba, 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 um, my Cousin Vinny? You, my Cousin Vinny. That was a funny tweet going around that... Uh, I think it was Dan Slot was like, in my headcanon Joe Pesci's Uncle Ben. Cause he, and he took a pic. <laughs> it was a picture from My Cousin Vinny. I'm like, <laughs> you know what, man? I'm down. Let's make it happen. Um... What's some other good? Why am I why am I blanking? I'm just thinking that Martin Scorsese one. Yeah, I guess I haven't really yeah.
0: seen that many. I have to, I feel like I've seen. I guess maybe I've seen more bad crime American, like gang movies. American
1: gangster. No, uh, these are like Willie movies. Scott. No,
0: um, I haven't seen these. Yeah. Which is bad because I feel like I've seen more.
1: So I recommend... Um, so my wife hasn't watched a lot of them. And I think we're going to start with uh, The Departed because... Um, I've seen a good chunk of that. Yeah, because that was my first... That, that came out when I was in college. So that was my first Martin Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then do Goodfellas. Um, and Godfather's always a class. long plane ride. Might be a good time to uh, plug in some Godfathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll chew up some time.
0: Jeevers. <laughs> I'll start with three... And then work my way backwards. Yeah, uh,
1: I know. Um, Once upon a time in America is um, Sergio Leone's big um, gangster movie. After you did Once Five Upon a Time Ghost in the West, West. Mm-hmm.
0: So that was really good timing on yeah. two different things we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you seen the 5 Fivefold movies? Yeah, I don't remember. I saw one I was kids. Me neither. Yeah, but it was a song. Yeah, the Don't want to get stin- uh, sued. Okay, I'll get dinged. Uh, but uh, okay, so that sounds like a solid movie. Yes, for the crime heads out there. Mm-hmm. Like the true crime stuff. So that's no. going to be for you. Check it out. I'm going to talk about some comics, if I may. Please because do. We finally this week, we finally got the, the cap at the end of a two-year-long story. Yeah. It's been on hiatus for a long time for different reasons. Uh, but it's Batman Creature of the Night. We've talked about it before, but quick pitch to people who are not familiar with this format of storytelling from DC. A couple of years back, uh, Superman's Secret Identity was a story where, in a real-world scenario, there's no superheroes, but the idea of DC superheroes exists like in our world. Yeah. A kid who happens to be named Clark Kent mainly because his family's last name is Kent and their parents thought it was a funny joke. Yeah. And the kid hates it. Yeah. He suddenly gets Superman's powers, and that's all you need to know. And there are some aspects of Superman comics that kind of blend into this Clark Kent's life. Yeah, but besides that, it's just watching, reading a really sweet story of like, okay, what does it mean to be Superman? And I, I, lo- I love it. Yeah. So uh, follow. Secret up.
1: Identity is is traumatic because I have I, a hardcover of it. I heard. So do I. Mm-hmm. I heard the um, the pitch a while back. I'm like, and. Yeah everybody's like oh it's great and it's like you hear it, it's like oh, that sounds corny i'm mm-hmm. being
0: honest and then you read it's like it's really good really good yeah. and uh, man just, and each issue is a fully self-contained story And you just pick mm-hmm. up there's for it's just further adventures until the end of his life and you get no. to you don't see him die but it's just the but what does this person's life look like yeah. as he grows older and it's so sweet um and now a follow-up is called batman creature of the night where in a real world scenario uh what does what would it take for someone to become like Batman? And
1: I think it's it's in, set in Boston and it's in the seven.
0: It's dated, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's basically a young boy named Bruce Wainwright. Yes, and it's not quite Bruce Wayne, but you know, close enough. Uh, a kid who's obsessed with Batman when he's a kid. And yeah. He's like, man, I want to be like Batman. And he kind of gets his wish in a way. And yeah, what it's... happens to Batman happens to his parents, and it's and it's awful. And you yeah. see someone spiral from there. And it's it's a dark gothic kind of fairy tale ish not gothic in the sense of like jack the ripper type but it's it's no but i think that's a good description of it and it's and he says in the back of this
1: this fourth issue that this was more of a horror story less of a sci-fi story more of a horror story
0: and it fully is it is it is pretty messed up once you start diving into it and there's the the what Batman is in this world? It's not someone putting on like an Adam West Batman cape and then going out and punching robbers in the face. It's yeah. like it's it's a it's more of a horror story. And, yeah, he's uh, able
1: to, and like in Secret Identity, where the character starts exhibiting Superman powers. In this, the kid's basically conjures Batman, basically. A, a,
0: a creature like Batman that it, it it's it's more about the fear that that induces in people yeah. and it's like a shadow because Batman's always described that way and it's no. it's super uh scary and fucked up honestly and uh it's four issues and for different health concerns between the writer and the artist Yeah. Um, se- totally separate but it just happened the fourth installment because it was a monthly series got held off for two years with no solicits or really no updates of what was happening and that just all of a sudden it came out yeah. so now that it's out we were talking about it at lunch but just kind of want to give a shout out because Superman Secret Identity was so good and the beginnings of this comic were so solid Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to mention that I thought the, the final issue was good yeah um, and sometimes great at certain points. Mm-hmm. But the conclusion of the story, I didn't find... It could be that it's just been so long. Yeah, I
1: felt the same way. So
0: I might have to reread it as a whole because that's how I read Superman Secret Identity and that was beautiful.
1: Yeah, I also think uh, they talked about it kind of expanding on it for that last issue and there is kind of like a... Like the first couple pages are like, hey, remember these things? Mm-hmm. And it's like, thank "Oh, thank God. Yeah, 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 thank
0: God. But they... Um, like for reasons, somewhat, somehow there's a Robin in his life and an Alfred mm-hmm. and a Gordon. And it's like, they're all different. Yeah. But it's... They're not all, not, not necessarily allies mm-hmm. where they would have been in the comics.
1: It's it's complicated. But it
0: could be whatever this thing is that Bruce can tap into might be manifesting or controlling things to get these people to be in his life. Maybe, yeah. possibly. There's there's different reasons for it. But like, if you read it, it's interesting. But I there were lessons that I thought mainly looking at mental health in a way that's like, it's really both. It teaches a harsh lesson in in the book when it comes to treatment and mm-hmm. taking care of yourself, and also what it can mean for people in your life. But also, if you're still on the outside, how you what you can do, and like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um. But mainly the effect that that can have on people in your life in a really both heightened yet grounded uh, sense, and just for somebody like I mean, and for me, I got everyone's got family members that are not so you know. They could use some help. Mm-hmm. It's um, I, I really connected with that part of the movie uh, of the movie of the book. Yeah, uh, but I just felt like um, it could be that by the end of it, even though it is a horror story, I was like waiting for that sweet ending that mm-hmm. Superman: Secret Identity had. And while there is a positive ending yeah. for some of our Especially characters compared to what was happening before, well, yeah, yeah, true. Um, it's not the same. Um, mm-hmm.
1: It's a different. You're learning a different thing, and I and I, you're you're exposing a different thing,
0: and that's and fine. I, and too. I
1: did like that, like. So much of genre fiction kind of treats mental health treatment as, like, a a bad thing. And I think almost just because if the person got help, then... Bruce Wayne goes to a psychologist. He's not Batman anymore. Mm-hmm. And we want more Batman stories. So him... I mean, I think that's the entirety of Tom King's run right now. If Batman's happy, you can't be Batman. You mm-hmm. know
0: what I mean? Um But it's also that's the joke in Lego uh, Lego Movie too, where it's it's, like, yeah, I was in love, but the readers don't like that, so I'm (laughs) single again.
1: (laughs) And so, like this idea of looking at and be like, no, man, you need help, (laughs) and that's
0: okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Please just just go get help. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And also, kind of going at it alone is also a lesson seen throughout, where it's, hey, you need help. You need genuine help because you are physically attacking the people in your life, but also emotionally and mentally attacking them
1: also an interesting critique on um the wealthy and how like he doesn't feel like he's really accomplishing anything but everything he does is, is every mistake he makes is fixed for him and so he's just in this weird bubble of meaninglessness mm-hmm. uh that i thought was an interesting like it almost made me wish we had more space to explore that explore that it's interesting both this and secret identity while not Techn- they're not about the Bruce Wayne or the Clark Kent We know. There's elements that it's like I wish people that were adapting it would read those stories because there's ways of articulating, specifically in Batman Creature for the Night, the way it unpacks the effects of his parents' death on him. It's like y- yes, you should look at this because even though it's not specifically that character, it's a person that exists in the world where that character exists, it's articulating the core of the character in a very specific, nuanced, interesting way that applies to the fictional character. This is a fictional character, Mm -hmm. but you know, the fictional character we know. Mm -hmm. Do you think, would you um, be interested if he did this with like, Wonder Woman
0: or the Flash. Is or, there something to say about those, like those cornerstone characters? I think there
1: is, but he'd have to do something. He'd, it'd have to be as different as Creature of the Night is to Secret Identity from the other two.
0: And I and I don't know what that would be. It could be Wonder Woman being the story that you kind of like that you tackle. Where yeah. it's, because it's like it's someone tapping into like the greek gods and it's kind of a similar story when it comes to superman but the 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 lens could be what it means to like be a woman in america or yeah. a, like an, a, like a, with a global spotlight like that that could that could be something interesting of looking into could also be something that where you dive into the legacy of your family or yeah. possibly your heritage as like an immigrant that could be something that you do like that's something for superman but for wonder woman too where it's like yeah. if it was a young greek girl who immigrated to america you could do something like that uh, Flash. It's like that. That one's a tough one because it's the the. Le- I mean, hey, I love the character. I'd love. Yeah. I'd love this kind of care put into him. But the lesson is like, but yeah, like, what if you stopped running? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Green Lantern, it's like if you just believe yeah. a little more, manifest that destiny, dude. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, that's a bad thing. <laughs>
1: I do, and I I like about both of these is where there's enough ambiguity into the nature of what's happening, and enough room for. In both of them, that th- it, there there's a storytelling mechanic for why their thing resembles the fictional comic book in their world, mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it, and it's because of their perception of stuff. both of these deal a lot with your you're manifesting a reality into your world, which I, I think might be uh, you know obviously not as explicit as this you're not going to give yourself Superman powers, but that idea of your perspective influencing. How you perceive things and therefore how the world reacts to you. Um, I think there's some interesting stuff there. I, I highly recommend both. I highly mm-hmm. recommend if you uh, I want definitely the secret identity, yeah, but also creature of the night for very different a very different conversation about what these superheroes mean and who they are in mm-hmm. iconography. And I think that's some one of the cool thing. Marvel's doing more stuff like this, but I think that's one of the cool thing about characters like Superman and Batman is because they're so iconic and so um uh what's the word i'm looking for um they're archetypal mm-hmm. you know what i
0: mean that's the, i think that's the trouble with the other characters yeah that's why wonder woman might work the best yeah. if you were to because i was like oh what if you did Sh- shazam where it's like a normal kid becoming superman and it's like well, that, that's what uh secret identity is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even though there's a magic element to it that's interesting yeah. it's like yeah there's not really a reason to do other magic things yeah because that's harry potter what
1: about john constantine
0: there you go. Because he does I mean, exist in the world. He beca- oh, true. Yeah. This says Alan Moore. Um, <laughs> I'll just go check on him every once in a while yeah. see how he's doing. Um, yeah. But I read that this week, and that was wonderful. Also, the end of Absolute Carnage and the tease for what's to come. I think Donny Kids is doing some pretty phenomenal stuff over there. And I think Ryan Segman's art really elevated that story to, to new heights. And um, it was cool, uh, by the way. Echo Spider, aka Danny M, aka Danny um, <laughs> uh in our chat and on our Patreon, his question got read on the recent Donny Cates and Ryan Segman show. So it was cool. cool. It was crazy hearing his voice. I was like, "What are you doing in this?" This is a I got <laughs> crossover. Confused. It's a crossover. Like, what? Usually, you come
1: on the R show. Um, also, there's a new issue of Criminal this week. Still amazing.
0: There you go. But no, uh, it, it's it's just interesting hearing to a couple creators do their first event and it like yeah. how they built out tie-ins and how they made them work together. And sometimes you make room for tie-ins. Sometimes you don't. You allow creators to make their own little space in there. And that's pretty cool. And I, I I appreciated just the candidness of them talking about it. But also, I just appreciated the story because it was yeah. a fun, dumb, like, what if Carnage had godlike powers? Cool. Super fun. Uh, and they just beat the snot out of each other. And the way they're explaining the Venom yeah, storyline. Did guys win? I don't know. Okay. I mean, honestly, kind of not. Yeah. I mean, they did, yeah. technically. But they didn't stop what... Carnage wanted to do. Mm. If anything, Venom Classic. did it. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is which is great. It's I mean, you got to tease it. This is a hundred issue run. That's what the pitch is. And oh, so, where what issue are they on now? Um, twenty. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, and but Absolute Carnage isn't numbered in Venom, but mm-hmm. those are a part of it. So like they're like closer to thirty now. Gotcha. So um, but yeah, it is. It's for a while. They're going to be doing this for a while. That's cool. But so far, it, all the our arcs have been really cool. All the like spinoffs that they've done with like Venom and. Um, all the new symbiotes that they've kind of like brought up—they're cool. Like Venom Island sounds awesome, and, and what's the pitch for Venom Island? Uh, They—they're keeping it under wraps, but it's oh, okay. a, there's like Spider Island. It's yeah. Venom's version of that. But so like there's—it's cool because they're tying it still back to Spider Man, but also they're like, excuse me, there's a mandate basically for Marvel to like make Venom his own thing.
1: Why I wonder?
0: <laughs> Who's to say? Yeah. Um, but also I like, but what they're doing isn't bad. Like they're mm-hmm. making really compelling stories and. Uh, it's crazy to 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 think about how
1: venom is becoming such a cornerstone of with yeah, all because literally anything Donnie Cates writes is like can we get null in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> can we get the put with some null in there so far yeah.
0: i I like null a lot and especially with silver, silver surfer black the way they made that was really look. good uh but there's a really cool moment in uh the Venom run with Absolute Carnage where Spider-Man feels guilty because like Carnage is on the run, like he's, they're going after him no. and they're going through a machine where you basically have to be put under to get like the little bit of Venom that's still inside you, like to get it sucked out or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Uh, comic book stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Spider-Man's like, I'm, but I'm the one who's responsible for why any of this is happening. Yeah. And... Venom inside of Eddie's head is trying to talk to him, talk to Eddie, and he's like, come on, you can't let him keep feeling like this. Like, <laughs> he he, he messed up without yeah. knowing it, but also, like, it's not fully his fault, Like no. and but Eddie doesn't tell him. <laughs> no, like, yeah. And I'm like, ah, still a piece of shit, aren't you? <laughs> like, there's cool moments where he's like a true anti-hero, where it's like, he's not like going around like eating people's faces off, but yeah. he is complicated. Yeah. And I like what Donnie's doing with him. But, Venom. Yeah. Spider-Man, so Spider-Man." Spine. Enemy. Spine. Enemy bring it back around to the topic of the episode how can we get spider-man to take over as iron man in the mc how can we make it happen how can we but ha- in
1: one more movie and one crossover so what spawned this conversation is a few months back if you a, might remember if you might remember the whole internet went into a, a firestorm um when uh it was announced that marvel and sony couldn't come to terms and like oh spider-man's not going to be in the mcu anymore and everybody uh flipped out and then surprise they figured it out and so the (laughs) the uh how the um plan is there's going to be a third spider-man movie and then spider-man's going to show up in one more crossover movie and then probably uh, done and done
0: maybe 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 um by the way, uh, Danny M says Mark Bagley is going to be doing Venom Island. He's going to be doing the cool. next couple like art for Venom, which originally he helped design Carnage, which is cool. Oh, that's way crazy! And he's
1: also a very he's he's a one of the all time Spider Man um, artists because he also did the was part of the longest writer artist run with Brian Bendis on Ultimate Spider Man. Oh, cool! And he also did um, Life Story the who's the artist on, yeah he on, was um that yeah he was yeah, great yeah.
0: and but apparently uh he helped uh they recreated Venom, uh Cleus Catacity and Eddie Brock meeting mm-hmm. in absolute carnage yeah. but in from the first one that uh, Mark Bagley drew back in the 90s nice they recreated that scene or they did the this has like the preamble to that scene no. now in the comic and I'm like oh that's cool that you got and he only did those two pages in absolute carnage um Ryan segment did the rest it was cool that's a good book. So let's go ahead. Both and, good artists. Yeah. So did you? Do you want Spider-Man to keep hanging out and doing movies with Thor? And he hasn't seen? No, he met Thor. You know?
1: Yeah. You know what? Of course. Like, come on. Like, you. Know, it's it's tough with like, you know, Disney buying Fox and like taking over the world and all that stuff. Because you know, like, people are. This is so stupid. People are losing their jobs, and there's going to be like stuff. We might not get stuff like 4v 4 because that was a Fox movie and stuff like that. But then there's a part of you that's like, yeah, but then the X-Men and the Avengers get to hang mm-hmm. out, which is a stupid reason to want that. But like, you, it's cool. Like, it's you, you want to see all that's the part of the appeal specifically um, in the Marvel Universe, because that's that was one of the the that almost that entire universe is created just by a handful of creators, Stan Lee and Steve Yetko and Jack Kirby. So you want. Yeah, you want all the hang out and Spider-Man. I don't know about you. Like, Spider-Man is the. He's Marvel. He is the Marvel. Him and Wolverine
0: are mm-hmm. like for growing up. Like they were well, the they were the guys. Wolverine not so much anymore because they killed him and they got a little confused there. But they're yeah. figuring it back out again. Spider Man though is is a staple. You know he's the one you're he's the one you're keeping. Uh, he's the one that just people always come back to when they think of Marvel. Hey, he's got the red. Marvel's got the red. It just makes sense. Yeah.
1: One of the cool things about MCU, what the MCU has done is they took these characters that, for me, were never a-listers that that appealing and but now they are like they are the um the avengers the avengers were always kind of like when you when i was growing up top tier marvel teams were x-men and then uh, x-men spinoff and then an x-force and then fantastic four and then the avengers mm-hmm. and now uh and they were always kind of like a justice league ripoff because justice league always had like the Superman. big guys. Yeah, yeah. The, the big guys. And the Avengers just had, you know, the ones that couldn't support their own book or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, Iron Man, what? I, I, he could. He could support, kind but he they, they weren't. And then um, Brian Bendis came along, and he's like, hey, crazy idea, Marvel. What if the Avengers actually had the characters that people liked on it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you, you kept, they kept Cap and they kept Iron Man, but they added Spider-Man. They added Wolverine. They added some of uh, Brian's favorite characters, like Luke Cage and Spider-Woman. Uh, and that was probably the first... Avengers comic. I went into the shops and like picked up because it's like, oh, Spider Man movie.
0: check it out. It's a good run too. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's chock full of, of uh, a lot of a lot of crossovers. Yeah, a lot of crossovers, Big and events. it is
1: it is a it is a long long run. But um, so, you know, uh, God bless Kevin Feige and what they done with MCU. Like Proper Down Jr.'s Iron Man is now to the point where he's he's so iconic the comics still aren't able to really catch up with. With how successful that interpretation is, like the the Iron Man comics don't want, like Mm-mm. flying don't, off the stands or anything.
0: I mean, I really like Tom Taylor's infamous Iron Man. It's, yeah. I read it. God it. Th- such a shitty move. He, it's when he's like the Axis event, so he's acting like yeah, everybody, villain.
1: people were switched. So, like, Deadpool became better, yeah. And, like, I think the Sabretooth became good at that time, Carnage
0: became good, weird, yeah. Which he was like, but he was really bad at it, so he like violently break in places, like, hello, I'm helping you. And he's like, it's like really manic, which is great, yeah. it's super funny. Uh, <laughs> but for um, uh, what am I gonna say for, for uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, he. <laughs> He ended up uh, giving because Daredevil was in San Francisco at the time, and they had Tony Stark being in San Francisco as well. Yeah, they, he allowed Extremis to go through an iPhone app that, if you used your phone every day and paid a subscription fee, you could uh, change how you looked. Mm-hmm. Like you could just like physically, like on a genetic level, you could make yourself look different. Uh-oh. And so, and yeah, he uh, Daredevil caught pretty quick that. Tony was doing something shitty with it immediately. It was like a freemium app where you got it for free for a little bit, then it was $100 a day after that. And uh, then to kind of show Daredevil what he's capable of, gives him his sight back, and then you get a whole scene of him losing his sight again while he's talking to Foggy. And it's it's really, really rough. Daredevil doesn't react to it, but you can tell he's like, really destroyed on the inside it's a really good take on iron man they haven't really captured any, at least that was unique you yeah, know like making it was them bad or whatever yeah, yeah. Like it was it, at least it was a take the rest of them are like you know quipping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's spider-man but he's older yeah and
1: so it's like they they turn these characters like captain america has some of the best superhero movies around now and and they they made a universe that felt vital without their key components and which, as a Spider-Man fan, the only downside to that is once they had him and immediately in Civil War, like, he made a, an incredible impression. Like, damn, that's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But then in his own movies, he kind of became like, he, he he was beholden to characters like Iron Man and kind of felt like a second tier character within the universe because they 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 had infrastructure without him. They didn't, mm-hmm. they, they didn't have him. So they made it so they didn't need him, and now he was there. And so I, I for one, for the last "quote unquote" movie, the uh, that is going to be standalone. I'd like to see them emphasize Spider-Man on his own because he literally at the spoilers for Far From Home, his identity is outed. He's framed for the for not only the murder of Quentin Beck, but like I, whoever Quentin Beck murdered, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot of people. And so now he's on the run. So I'd like to see him stand on his own what do you what would you like to see and also when thinking about like could there be more it's like well you think about it tony stark has been a mainstay of the mcu since the first movie to now but he's only had three movies Mm-hmm. Captain America only had three movies Thor is the only one right now That's going to get more than three Of, mm-hmm. of the core iconic characters mm-hmm. Do you think this is going to be the, the last Spider-Man standalone movie? No, probably not You know,
0: like, it, it, they're gonna Or at least g- in the MCU No, they're probably going to get a lot more movies And even standalone, outside of it They'll probably do more of those too like, It just depends Like They're going to figure out a way to make money Because the last movie made over a billion dollars And it's yeah. like, yeah, Disney of course wants more of that Not saying justifying any decision Either those gigantic companies are making But like it just makes sense and they're going to both want to keep making more and more money, so they'll figure out how to do it until they can't do it anymore. But I think there's going to be more than three, or at the very least, there's going to be more crossovers than just the one. I think there's going to be where if he gets, like, relegated to, like, Iron Man doesn't show up in his own movies anymore, but he's in the other ones, cool. That's cool. I could see Spider-Man doing that, and that'd be cool. Like, you see, like, oh, you pitch... Uh, Black Panther. But he's going to New York City. He's teaming up with Daredevil and Spider Man. Yeah, be cool.
1: I think there there's been so there's been rumors that um they are trying to position uh they want to introduce Norman Osborn in the next movie and they're trying to position him as like uh big bad like like he was after Secret Invasion for Avengers yeah uh, right? and where yeah like a, like a universe spanning. Not, or just the, Avengers world. The MCU-spanning MCU spanning, uh, bad guy like he was after um, uh, Secret Invasion, leading through Siege, where he was like leading Hammer and all that stuff. Which was cool. It's very cool, but I think if you're Marvel and you're like, okay, with, all of that is dependent on our relationship with Sony, I think you got a couple good options. One, you've also got Dr. Doom. Now. I think that's probably
0: and what they're going to do. He's
1: right out of the gate. You don't even need to do... Uh, secret invasion level shenanigans to get him to be a world threat. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's also apparently rumors right now he might be the bad guy in Black Panther 2, which would be interesting. Ooh. I think it'd be cool if he's not the main bad guy, but like you introduce He funds him. him or something. I also don't think it's a bad idea. Just as a side note, like Black Panther in the comics was originally introduced in Fantastic Four. It'd be cool if, because Black Panther is now one of the most iconic heroes in the world, the Fantastic Four get reintroduced in a Black Panther movie. Like Now, now they're second string to Black Panther. That would be cool. Um. Also, if you're looking for more street-level characters, you know, they basically shuttered the Netflix shows. You reintroduce Daredevil. Now, he's not young like Spider-Man is, but he's our street-level, you know, guy. He's Mm -hmm. the guy in New York uh, streets fighting crime. And you kind of, you can, if you wanted, position the kingpin in the same role that Norman Osborn was in. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. And that way you don't have to worry about, you can, if, listen, if you and Sony are able to make it work out for another three movies and da-da-da-da-da-da, great, but you don't have to. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I like the idea of what if in the next one he goes on, it picks up right when it ended. Yeah. So he's on the run like now. Yeah. And he starts getting kind of pulled in by street level heroes that are like there and they start like kind of running through the Defenders what if they like just no. started like kind of like rapid fire being like yeah these are the people we we talk to also you should go to Doctor Strange because he's like right down the street Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he can like send sends you off to like a vampire dimension or something to go hide out for a little bit what then you if, get
1: blade. you know what would be crazy what if, so ne- Doctor Strange's next movie is Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. What if he runs Doctor Strange and it's like, I'll shunt you off to an alternate reality, and then he goes to the Sony reality. They, with like ooh, <laughs> I saved you. <laughs> it's awful here. You're all alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you get to be in a second tier movie universe. Here mm-hmm. you go. Have fun. Bye-bye. <laughs> hey, Spider-Verse is great. Spider-Verse was great, but you notice I didn't say the Spider-Verse universe. I said mm-hmm. the Venom universe. There you go.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I like the idea... I, I like the idea of him kind of hanging out with the street level heroes, where it's like yeah. you could use that as a as a vessel to start introducing other Marvel characters early on. Where it's like, what if Daredevil's like out on his own, kind of doing his thing, where he, like, he takes the shtick from Spider Man for swinging his webs, and it's, <laughs> it's the the cable on his on his baton, like that could be kind of cool. Like that'd be a fun introduction. I think the the villain everyone kind of wants to see in his own solo movie is. Not, not sorry, not by himself, but in a solo Spider-Man movie, is Craven, right? To like hunt him he's down. He's a big one because he's, had, on he's
1: one of the ones we haven't seen yet. Like some, even Norman Osborn, we've seen him in like a movie and a half. Now we got at this Mysterio point. in a movie, yeah. And so, like, I think of the big ones that haven't been seen yet, Craven's up there on the list.
0: But also, it could probably just be a good time to you can do Craven, But what if he started recruiting other Spider-Man villains to go after? Spider-Man. Like what if you used yeah. the vulture? Yeah. Scorpion.
1: I, I think it'd be cool because they've done enough groundwork. It's like you might, this would have been easier if Hydro-Man and Molten-Man had been real, real? and not, and <laughs> yeah. not but you're, 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 and spit, you're in spitting distance away from a Sinister Six. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like let's say you have, so what, what do we have? We have vulture, shocker, a Mysterio, whether you bring back Jake Gyllenhaal or not, or that, with or that, that other guy, yeah, 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 the
0: guy who made the tech,
1: yeah. So wait, so Vulture, Shocker, Mysterio, Scorpion. Scorpion. So we need two. So let's say they hire. Let's say Kingpin hires Craven. Mm-hmm. or Norman Osborn hires Craven to hunt him down and they bring out break out these other guys to do it. Now you have your six.
0: and maybe, well, well, who's another like classic? Electro, he's usually in there. Electro. And Rhino. Listen,
1: I'm actually a big proponent. Now that we've brought, uh, I think we, I mentioned this in a former podcast, now that we've brought back J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, I say bring Willem Dafoe back as Norman Osborn. That'd be cool. I just say, like, listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We, nobody liked Amazing Spider-Man, the movie, those movies, I mm-hmm. don't think. But bring back Jamie Foxx as Electro. Who cares? Who gives yeah. a shit? He's still good. Just don't do the teeth thing. Yeah. Just don't, well, he's already Electro at this point, so don't, it doesn't matter. You know did what I mean? Did,
0: did he die at the end of that? You
1: bring back Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Ooh, that'd be cool. Because I think, I think that would be one of the Like, Craven and let's bring back Doc Ock. Because Doc Ock is one of the, the best Spider-Man villains, I think. You yeah, what about Paul Giamatti? I mean, what, maybe have him do the performance differently but I mean like, you can still have him be Rhino that
0: mm-hmm. I means Paul Giamatti yeah, yeah. like he's great it was just rough that that's what he got to do in that movie that's all he boy, got to do boy he
1: did he hammed it up yeah he did he went to he, also Paul Giamatti would make a great Doc Ock if we just wanted to yeah. do a little <laughs> switcheroo
0: hey I mean I really like Katherine Hans. Doc Ock. That's I think it's my I mean, Alfred Molina is really good, but Catherine yeah. Han did a really good job. That's also Doc a really good reveal too. It's so it was a good. It was a good switcheroo because everyone knows him enough, which is kind of cool that people know Doc Hawk enough. Where it's like, uh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
1: I also think like uh, I think we. Um, so in the chat on the Discord, you can join on um, uh, these discussions in the Discord at Patreon.com/slash Only Stupid Answers. Um, I've got I, I think somebody in here. Um. Somebody mentioned. I've heard somebody mention like you know maybe you could kill him off, but I don't think that's good. Like just let him. Even if you can't keep doing the crossovers, just let him be out there swinging around like doing his thing or whatever. Um, because if you kill him off, you can't bring in Miles because Miles is still a Sony property. You know what I mean? Like you can't do the the switch
0: off that you thought you're going to be. Yeah. Exactly.
1: In. So like that doesn't really help in the situation. Um, Danny. Uh, you, Danny who had a question read right on, mm-hmm. uh, the Ryan segment podcast. I want to see Spider-Man become independent as much as I love the Iron Man Spidey relationship. Spider-Man is also so much more. Um, he wants him to be smart, work hard, build cool things, and maybe swap his brain out with Doc Ock and give me a Superior Spider-Man. That I think that might be a Spider-Verse thing. A Spider-Verse, yeah.
0: That you meet one, you meet Sp- Superior Spider-Man. It's like, wait, what that, happened? That, to that you? would actually be really fun. Also, Man-Spider would work really well. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man-Spider
1: and Spider-Man. Which one's Team Man-Spider. Up. Man-Spider is where he is a human spider monster uh, spider's man is where it's a bunch of spiders in the shape of they think it's peter park uh, yes
0: but they eat people yep that's a pretty that was a good comic yeah there was uh i wouldn't mind having those guys show up but i think the sinister six is what they're building up to but what if it was for the crossover like what if they did a sinister six movie that like spider-man fought in like, but he's like, okay, even though he can take them all down, what if he kind of like called in some friends? Well,
1: you mentioned, so earlier you were talking about Absolute Carnage, and you mentioned the street heroes. Um, one of the big Spider-Man crossovers when I was a kid was Maximum Carnage. Mm-hmm. And that was like the people, Carnage had his own group, and Spider-Man had his own group, but it was like a weird, like it was like Cloak and Dagger and Captain America. It was like a weird like whatever. What if uh, you set up your street-level heroes and you did a maximum Carnage crossover with Tom Hardy's Venom, Tom Holland's Spider Man, and then to f- and we're already getting shriek in uh, Venom Two sure are. with with <laughs> Carnage. So if Carnage has his crew, what if Spider Man instead of just random characters, what if it was like Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones and like the street level defenders against the Maximum Carnage crew? And that's your big Maximum Carnage crossover. That would be cool. We could be getting to the point now where. It was like each Avengers movie was like its own crossover thing. People – the X-Men could be having their own crossover thing and Spider-Man could be having his own crossover just like in the comics where it's like you've got like three different crossovers going on at once. Mm-hmm. That could be cool. Yeah.
0: What if uh, Ant-Man and him team up because Ant-Man's been on the run before and it's like, oh, I know this whole thing. He's like, yeah. That's, you, that'd be cool. Yeah. And also what if he – I mean just shrinking tech's always cool.
1: I will say I still like the idea of maybe – of the people, listen. We want Craven, but what if somebody hires Deadpool to hunt down Spider-Man on the run, and maybe he goes to the hide at the one school where they already, you know, hated and feared, and he hangs out at his senior years at uh, the Xavier Institute.
0: That would be cool. Yeah. What if uh, there was a new Hulk movie that came out, and he had to go hunt down a living weapon up in Canada, and that's how you got Wolverine. So you get the opposite of mm-hmm. how he got introduced in the comics. Yep.
1: I actually, I think uh, that'd be have. Hulk be the antagonist of your first Wolverine movie I think is a good way to be like hey guys this is different than Hugh Jackman's thing we're gonna literally
0: all the things they couldn't do with Wolverine we're doing in this movie mm-hmm. but I also like if it was smart Hulk that like brought out if he keeps getting stabbed over and over mm-hmm. again it brings out like pissed off Hulk it's like okay yeah this sucks that's enough that's enough of that yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I'll, I've always thought it'd be cool to because for after uh, Homecoming it was like Spider-Man and Iron Man And she's like, who's he going to hang out with next? It was Nick Fury, which is cool, but you, I don't know. It's hopefully like Doctor Strange or something, whatever. I've always thought it would be cool to see uh, Spider-Man and Hulk hang out more. Oh, yeah. So, like, if he's on the run, who was another character? What if, like, Marvel's the Runaways. It's all the characters that were on the run. It's Spider-Man and Bruce Banner and Scott Lang (laughs) and all those. But, like, uh, I think it would be cool with him and the Hulk. Because also, we haven't detailed a lot about in the mcu where peter's spider came from and all that stuff it was like the ultimate universe him and hulk both have a connection to Cap and the super cool. soldier program and so it'd be cool to see maybe and then if you wanted weapon plus like wolverine also has that connection like
0: i like that streamline that they did yes i think yeah. it was very it was smart very successful way to make a lot of super people yes very and all very diverse They're yeah. all different powers and whatnot and isn't it like by the end of ultimate comics they kind of established the u.s government may have accidentally made mutants yes that's kind of fun yeah Not i mean not great but like probably not for good reasons but i like yeah. the, i like the pitch for that mystery 100 cool. um i don't know i think uh for the crossover i like the idea if, you, if you're going up against spider-man villains because then you can kind of leave them there for other characters to play around with if you wanted to if sony was on board with it which yeah is, i have no idea you know you yeah, know it's hard to say but um also, I just would like to see a live-action Miles. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Because I want to see that costume in live-action. We
1: also had... um, uh, da, 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 um, Cage 96 uh, says he wants him to meet Tobey Maguire. That'd be <laughs> and, cool. And that makes me go back to like... I, I, I know the joke was supposed to be in the original Spider-Verse, but it's like, you can do it now. Where all the Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield can hang out with your animated... Spider people, mm-hmm. uh, that miles. By the way, and he, Spider B park Peter B. Parker, excuse me.
0: When Miguel O'Hara goes back and he he points at the other Spider Man, you mm-hmm. can do the joke where all three of them point at each other. Yes. Again. You can Yeah. Would very much enjoy if you did that yep. joke one more time.
1: And I think it'd be cool to, I think it'd be cool to have all of them. If you're doing the Spider-Verse stuff, it's let's let's bring back the, the old game. boys and girls. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, not even all the supporting cast. Just get like just get the yep. boys. The
1: three one the three Primary Spider Man together. Please. Andrew Garfield will be that one that's like he'll be um uh who is the it was um who's the doctor that didn't want to come back? Uh uh Christopher uh, Eccles. Yeah, yeah.
0: You get it from old footage. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, well, we have permission to use this that's- stuff. So it's like all these like weird clips. It's like, yeah, these are the outtakes we never used. It's yeah. like, okay, it works. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could technically do they did that with Uncle Ben.
1: What if me what if toby Maguire showed up in crisis Infinite Earths? like they cast him mm. as like a, a dc
0: character who <laughs> cool. it's what is it? uh what is it? the spider who's that batman villain black spider black spider black spider
1: who in um young justice is voiced by the actor who played spider-man in greg weissman's spectacular spider-man cartoon
0: that's fun yeah and see he plays black spider and it's the same spider-man shtick right he has webs yeah Why does he have webs? I don't
1: think in the comics he does. I think in that show they made him that way because they they were making explicitly it's a Spider-Man rip. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) In the Suicide Squad animated movie, they had Black Spider and they added... uh, He had webs too. Yeah, because
1: what else does he have? What is he, a martial artist? Everybody in the DC Universe is a martial artist. Every kid is, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: Harleen Quinzel was a psychologist but for some reason can still go toe-to-toe with Batman.
0: (laughs) I love it. She does get the poop kicked out of her a couple Mm -hmm. times. A lot of bloody noses. Yes. Not too fun. But mainly I want to see... Spider-Man go off on his own, like Danny was saying, but also uh, the Sinister Six is the big thing that I want to see.
1: That'd be really cool, especially Mm -hmm. since not only have we done a lot of work to set them up, but like all of the... I guess could Count as one of the six, if you really wanted to stretch a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of them are great. Like, Bokeem Woodbine's still around for Shocker, right? It was the other guy that got cooked.
0: He got punched into like a bus or something, Yeah, so
1: he's still on the run. Mm -hmm. Uh, That actor who plays Scorpion, he's great in both um, Orphan Black and Better Call Saul. Michael Keaton as Vulture, of course. I personally would love to see Jake Hall come back as Mysterio because I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe
0: just as a projection because he seemed super-duper dead at the end of that. I know. But, but maybe he's it's not. It's Mysterio. Yeah. Okay, so. Everything's fake.
1: If I told you Spider-Man could only hang out with one other MCU character
0: before he is gone, mm-hmm. who would it be? Doctor Strange. Really? Yeah, Doctor Strange? I was just thinking about that, where it's like, where. But he kind of did an Infinity War. He did, but what if he needs to. But he didn't really get to do anything besides yeah. jumping through the magic portals, which was cool. Yeah. But I, I would like to see that. Uh, I don't think he needs to go to. I don't need to see Spider Man in space, but I like the idea of doing, like, magic stuff where he's going up against some sort of evil entity Mephisto ow hit my mouth on the microphone pretty hard and and
1: Mephisto's like listen Aunt May dies at the beginning of Spider-Man 3 Mephisto's like I can make you deal to bring Aunt May back but you will no longer be a part of the MCU what if
0: it was we can bring Iron Man back (laughs) and Cap yeah Ah, uh, they'll look like CGI monsters, but they'll come but back. But they'll be,
1: but they're like fused together like Composite Superman. <laughs> mm-hmm, pretty good. And that's oh, the,
0: shout out. Uh, and that's the last fight he has to fight. You know that there's going to be a crossover between Batwoman and Supergirl. and They're going to fight Composite. Yes. Supergirl.
1: I want it now. Yeah. I need it. Wait, is it com- what is it called? Compos- composite Superman for some reason. Even though it's Superman Batman, but it's called Composite Superman. Okay. Whatever, Whatever yeah. works.
0: Whatever floats their boat. Um,
1: I think it's tough for me because I want to say Hulk, but I also want to say Daredevil.
0: Mm -hmm. But if you had to pick, you have to pick one. Daredevil. So the red on red?
1: Yeah, just because their friendship's so iconic. Oh, or Human
0: Torch. Damn it. Ooh, you're going to have to pick? Daredevil. Oh, what if he goes to the Fantastic Four to figure out how to hide, and they go into the negative zone? <laughs> then Doctor Strange tries to get him out, and he's teamed up with Hulk, and then they all get to go. Um, and then, but to then, the then it's it's Hulk, Silver
1: Surfer, Doctor Strange. So it's the in Namor. It's like yeah. the classic defenders, there you like go. the defenders nobody wanted. Yeah,
0: and then you get that. Which recently the Al Ewing wrote that comic, and it was super cool. I
1: bet. So. Uh, You also made me think when you were talking about Spider Man hanging out with Doctor Strange. It's like, yeah, but actually, don't want to. I just want to see them hang out. I don't want to see them fight anybody. Mm -hmm. And I I want an anthology series like What If, but it's just in between. It's just when two. It's twenty minutes of just two
0: characters hanging out. Yeah, like we have in, bef- in between the big movies and stuff like that. just chilling. When Thor was having a beer with Doctor Strange, he's like, okay, I'll help you. And it's yeah, like, yeah. cut to, and you'll watch that later. And
1: so now we don't need that in the movie because it was kind of disjointed in the movie. Now that's part of our web series mm-hmm. where it's just, yeah, these two characters hang out because that's what you want.
0: Mm-hmm. And you just pick those off when you're on set. Well, it's not easy, but no, 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 you just no. pick those off and then you're good to go.
1: You can't tell me what if it's going to be easy. You're get Robert Downey Jr. back to voice act. Is he? Yeah, he's um, coming back I mean, to do course. one of the things which the, it will probably be the most expensive One. Of them
0: all. Yeah. I did like the animation.
1: It looks cool. I'm excited for that one. Mm -hmm. I'm
0: excited for all of them. But that that one, it looks especially fun. I wonder if they can use Spider-Man for that because it's animated.
1: Probably not. Could you get Tom Holland back?
0: Cool. I mean, Disney's making that animated Spider-Man series right now. Spider-Man now Disney XD. Wait, what, what if you made...
1: Could you make... Tom Holland voiced Spider-Man animated series but it's set in MCU so all of it
0: happens is official. Like technically it re- technically it works. There's no way the Sony would let that fly. What if you never let Tom Holland take off his mask again so it's just a CGI character. It's like character. the Mandalorian. Yeah. It, well so it's like a CGI character so technically they're just using an asset in the in the movie. They could do that. Think about that. How about that? Think about that.
1: Let us know, uh, and you can tweet us at Only Stupid Answers. You ain't got the vowels for stupid. About what you would like to see Spider-Man be up to uh, in his final MCU movie, Forever and Ever.
0: Amen. Yes, let us know. But Dan
1: also, Spider-Man should be a founder of the Young Avengers.
0: That would be cool, but it's a little tough right now. When he's been outed and then claimed to be a murderer,
1: and also he's never really been a part. Peter Parker himself has never really been a part of the Young Avengers. Yeah, I do. We could set it up though. We are one hundred percent between Miss Marvel. The fact that Scarlet Witch's kid are rumored to appear in that show like we're we're getting a young Avengers something young Hawkeye yeah, or, Kate Bishop, yeah. Or other
0: Hawkeye. Yeah, no. they, uh, you know, we're getting we're getting close. But also Spider-Man's young. It makes sense, like, hey, yeah. he's the youngest hero there is. Why wouldn't he start a new team? Mm-hmm. We can do a better... If the,
1: what if the adults were the Avengers, or the Ultimates? Mm-hmm. And so it's not young Avengers. They're just, the Avengers, Avengers are all young
0: people now. Could work. Could be champions, because that has failed twice on <laughs> us. <laughs> kind of blown us, blown up in our faces. But hey, Fantastic Four, that'd be cool. See Spider-Man hang out with one new team of people. And I think I'd make me happy. Defenders oh, or Fantastic X-Men. Four or the X-Men. Oh, no.
1: I, I love that Spider-Man X-Men game when I was a kid. Yeah, you yeah. could
0: get that live action. That would blow my mind. Yeah, I want to see Wolverine. And gang, let us know at Sam Basher at DJ Talks Trash. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check out patreon.com slash only stupid answers for all of our extra content. And you can watch this live and you can tweet at us or message us on our Discord. It's all sorts of fun. Gang, the holidays are coming up. Make sure you send us your comments and thoughts quick so we can get them into episodes because we're recording some early. But please check out our Watchmen content at youtube.com slash only stupid answers. Mm-hmm. We're doing content for Crisis on Infinite Earths on our Patreon. And you know what? For more info, just go to Twitter. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye